0: Warning, Pro Tri News is a podcast with different opinions, knowledge, and possibly fake news about triathlon racing. This is not for the faint of heart. If you get offended or hurt by what is said, please stop listening and go listen to some uplifting meditation music or just go work out, then try again.
1: What's up, everyone? This is Talbot, not your host for the Pro Tri News, but we are back with another episode heading into the Collins Cup week. We have Mark Matthews on.
2: Hey, how are we?
1: Doing good, doing good. Uh, Pat, we got Pat Lemieux on too, who's uh, got his Hawaiian shirt on, about to go
0: on a mountain bike ride, I guess. I'm, uh, I'm in the mountain bike capital of the world, guys, Crosby, Minnesota, and uh, I'm, I'm going straight into a mountain bike ride after this, but I had to come here, do the show live from Crosby, Minnesota today. Check out the Cuyuna mountain bike trails next time you're here.
3: We'll do that. And we have your host, Kyle Glass, on the show. What's up, guys? Uh had a great week in Boulder last weekend and uh, got to see a lot of fun people. Uh hung out with Tim and Rennie, hung out with uh, Sam Appleton for a while, so it's good to be back in the Boulder bubble. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you know we didn't do a show last week. It was really just
1: a big uh, conflict, not conflict of interest. Uh, everyone's schedules was just wild and all over the place. Uh, Mark was at a race. Kyle was out in Boulder. Uh, I was in Tucson, so we weren't able to do a show. But not only that, we did put together a show. The show notes were just very negative as far as the Edmonton race, as far as the Collins Cup captain wild card slots, and uh, also the Hayden Wild penalty incident. And we all kind of chatted, and it was just going to be a really negative show. We don't want our podcast to turn into some negative podcast that everything is negative in the sport of triathlon, because truth be said – It is an amazing time for the sport of triathlon. Um, It's growing. It's flourishing. So we just don't want to be the weekly negative Debbie Downer show. Uh, And so that's why we didn't do a show last week. And we thought we would kick it off this week going into the Collins Cup. Do you think we hit that pretty well, Mark?
2: Yeah, I just said in the chat. Perfect. I also I, I noticed that all the other podcasts, you know, everyone takes a season break and we seem to do every single week. And I was just a bit like, I can't be bothered for a couple of weeks. So I, I tapped out for a couple of weeks, and uh, the boys kindly showed solidarity, held off, and uh, we're back.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure we'll do another break after Kona as uh, we hit the off season as well and kind of regroup and stuff. But uh, other than that, we have a, a pretty full show ahead of catching up and uh, looking back.
0: Kyle, help us out. Who's this show uh, sponsored by today?
3: This week's show is brought to you by Lever Running. Uh, I had some time to hang out at their headquarters in Boulder, Colorado while I was there. Um, If you want to try out their system, you're more than welcome to just give them a ring, slide in their DM, say, hey, can I just try this out? I'm like, I live in Boulder, but I just want to see what this is like. And you can come, run on the treadmill, give it a try. Um, It's rumored that they're coming out with some new uh, shorts that are way more comfortable than the original shorts. I got a chance to try those prototypes on and... They're quite great. Um, I also tried out the lever running system, which in Oklahoma, when it starts getting icy, I don't really want to be out on the roads. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get me a lever running system. So, how often does it get icy in Oklahoma? Uh, I'd say about once, once a year, every
1: for a couple days. Once a year <laughs> just, for
3: about nine days.
2: So um, about as long as it gets hot here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: So actually, weirdly, the Lever running thing, we're buying a treadmill for the new house. And one of the considerations was, does it, does it fit Lever? So if the treadmills didn't have the right supports, which very few don't, uh, that treadmill wasn't considered. So even Kat's sort of buying into at least considering it. As nice. Well, as a
1: you need to get a wood, make sure you get a woodway.
2: Yeah, I'd like a woodway, yeah. Let's, uh, she needs <laughs> to keep winning a little bit, then we'll get that sorted as well. <sighs> Nice.
3: we got it we do have a big show planned for us today um some things we didn't cover Alp triathlon uh Barbara Riveros and Leon, Leon Chevalier won um sound long unfortunately had a dnf uh I think no
2: no no he's not getting away with unfortunately had a dnf no way he's what getting happened? away. what happened He put a one by 54, what, 30 was his his best gear to ride up to us and then blamed it on a lack of parts. I could buy off Wiggle, our biggest online bike store that day. Like all of Kat's gears are paid for by us, like to make sure she has the right ranges, like just buy it. So I love Sam Long. I think he's a great character. I love chatting to him in St. George, but that is not unfortunate. That's his own fault.
3: Also, one more thing. His bike was at Eurobike, so surely he could have just snagged a, a next yeah, there's year. Yeah, no, of... there's no
2: bypass at Eurobike, Carl.
3: No, no, that's true. You're right.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> um, um, on that race, though, Leon Chevalier, I actually think, was the shoe-in favorite anyway. He's a fantastic climber. He's won the Man, a few things like that. So, yeah, so he'd have won it anyway, I reckon.
3: And then we also had – did we already talk about calm Games? I think we already talked about that. I don't think we
2: actually did, but let's just sum it up as uh, Duffy was dominant. Hayden wild penalty was bullshit and it ruined the sprint finish that would have been an epic finish. So Alex to at the win. Um, he probably would have done anyway, given his performance in the mixed relay the day after where he spat Hayden uh, for 20 seconds over 2K. And then the big one for me was non-Stanford uh, kicking to beat Team Australia to get silver in the relay for Wales wales are a better relay team than australia and uh when she finished the gb girls were waiting for her obviously all friends sorry the english girls were waiting for her all gb team friends and they were more they were almost more stoked to see georgia finishing second sorry non-finishing second than they they were to win themselves it was amazing so that's come off games for me
3: that's cool and you had a good experience there mark
2: it was great because the Commonwealth Games has a lot of developing nations, lots of African nations, uh, Asian countries, Asia Pacific, and they don't have kit and equipment like the rest do. So I was kind of the neutral mechanic fixing some eight-speed Shimano stuff going on, you know, real old school. I wish we still ran that because it's really easy to repair. <laughs> like, if you can't tune eight-speed Shimano, you may as well just quit there and then. So well, there it was good fun.
3: Nice.
2: And then uh, other races, what have we had since then? Uh, Boulder,
3: take us through Boulder. You boys are out there at the moment. Well, Boulder seventy point three. It was a weird race. I mean, from the gun, you could feel kind of the heat and the stagnant temperature in the air. And at the end of the day, it was about eighty five degrees, but it felt like it was like ninety five. It was so unbelievably hot. Um, but it was a great race. Matt Sharp basically led almost from start to finish um, in his debut seventy point three. Took the victory. And then Rach McBride also took victory, her first win since 2018.
2: Yeah, their first win, really good. Pat Guam. Go
3: you know, look, I think
2: I want to just give a shout out
3: to Matt Sharp, who
0: has done very few, very little racing this year. Uh, you know, he won St. Anthony's back in, what was that, Kyle, April or, or early March, late March. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then, you know, he's he's a he's a student right now. He's going to school uh, and, and training really, on the side, in addition to that, so I've got a huge amount of admiration and respect for Matt, who's you know trying to improve his life in in one arena, and still he's able to take the time and, and throw down at a very cool uh, race, which is a hometown race for Matt Sharp, and uh, yeah, just just all all the love to him. I was super happy to see him win.
3: The other thing about Boulder is a couple of days later, the city of Boulder released a statement that said there's something in the water and the res. So if you got sick, sorry about that. So uh, Holly Lawrence yeah. DNF with stomach pain and multiple other athletes complained of stomach pain. Uh, Danielle Lewis threw up during the race. Um, Rachel Olson threw up during the race as well. And so when, you a got res- when a reservoir
2: makes you sick, you're uh, running out of options, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not one to defend a DNF, uh, but that does suck that literally the next day they close it due to uh,
3: elevated bacteria levels after yeah, 70.3. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, Agreed.
3: Agreed. I was standing, I was standing about mile four of the run, it was two loops, so it was like mile four, mile nine ish, and it was like me, Sam Appleton, Miranda Carfrey, um, Just Rachel sure Joyce. You yeah like everyone we we're all just sitting here in the corner and then holly comes around the corner and she's literally on the verge of tears. she's like my stomach hurts so bad and so we we're like oh yeah there's no way
2: she didn't see this race anyway that's how that ended up and we'll, we'll, we'll let them have those dnfs unchallenged we we tend to challenge dnfs a little bit but yeah fair play uh swansea 70.3 was wicked um in the men's field uh, And I know I'm a super fanboy, and I get the the flack of Chelsea. Alistair Brownlee was unbelievably good. Like, he just ripped the field apart. It's perfect roads for him. It's like horrible, narrow, rolling, gravelly, corners, hilly. But he just, he made everyone else, Olympians, all sorts, just look sedentary. Uh, Put like seven minutes on the bike and then ran an accurate 109 off of it, cruising, chatting to people on the course he went round. It was like a... Very, very impressive, Alistair Brownlee, which, you know, great from him. Uh, Tom Bishop, one of the GB Olympic program boys, uh, took a third place his first podium at 70.3, which is good. And in the, uh, in the women's race, Kat made relatively hard work of it, you would say, going in as a massive race favorite. She had a bit of a lead out of the swim, which is the first time she's ever swam solo off the front, uh, but then had a pretty poor bike. But then Ruth Astle had a great bike, got past her, and Kat ran herself back into the win. Um to, uh, to take to take a fairly comfortable win. Ruth Astle held on for third, which was great to see. And Lydia Dant, a name we've used on the show before, got second. That's Swansea, but Ali B was very good. Fantastic. Nice.
3: Seventeen point three. Gidinha. Uh Sam Long returned to victory lane ahead of Richard Varga, and then Imogen Simpkins returning from injury to take a victory.
2: How desperate do you think Sam Lane was? Sam Long was for a win in Europe. Like, did you see his reaction to winning seventy point three Gdynia? You'd think he'd won the you know, the PTO Canada or the World Champs. I I think this Europe trip, and he's been quite honest about it, this Europe trip's been a struggle for him. Um, so I think that victory was long overdue. Uh, I heard from I heard from Imogen that there was a the lead vehicle in the men's race was a car. and... Um, and Sam still managed to ride up to Richard Varga, who had a car up front of him the whole time. And then, as soon as Sam basically took the car off of him, the gap just went poof, like huge. So a little bit of vehicle play there, but not to affect the worthy winner, which was Sam. Because if you ride down the lead, he's got a bit of assistance. You're riding very well. So fair. Hmm. And and,
1: yeah. and and back back to Imogen Simmons real quick. I yeah. she does not have a Kona slot yet. So.
2: No, because she had one for St. George from her Finland race, didn't she? But I guess she still doesn't have Kona. Mm
3: -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. And I believe she's going to do Florida last year, but she got um, injured. Yeah,
2: that's when her injury started, yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, she's one that uh, is looking to get a Kona slot. I I mean, I wonder if she's going to try to get one before the race. I was just, I was trying to look online, but I haven't found anything.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure she is. I think she wanted a slot at uh, the PTO Dallas race but her rankings wouldn't allow her to because of the way the year finishes out so she's mm. she's not ranked high enough for it which is a bit unfortunate Yeah, because she's worthy it's she not like she's one of those that a wild card would have been perfect for she's mm-hmm. very very capable of top five you know so yeah. to me that's a perfect example of a wild card applicant. Yeah, yeah and I'll then the race
3: this weekend
2: uh, European champs yeah Yeah, well, I only only put this on because on Stamford, again, this is her swan song, right? She starts a full-time job in October, quitting triathlon full-time. She dragged a silver medal for Wales in the Commonwealth Games, and now she won the European Champs for GB. Uh, This is her last individual race for Great Britain and won the Euro Champs. Um, She's currently racing in the mixed relay. I don't know the result's not done yet. And Leo Berger won the Benz. He's been pretty awesome all year, just missing out on those very top steps super talented, credible athlete, One Lanzarote 70.3. Plus, he's a phenomenal speed, so no surprise. And then another race today is Ironman Ireland, which is a women's-only field. Now, all I know so far is that the winner, um, the person who crossed the line first, Svenja uh, was DQ'd after the champagne ceremony for outside assistance. So she crossed the line sprayed the champagne on the podium, and then was DQ'd. All it says is outside assistance, so I don't know the details on it. Um, And it looks like Simone Mitchell's been promoted second, and Laura Zimmerman to third. Sorry, Simone Mitchell's up to first, Laura Zimmerman's up to second. Um, And those two have been battling it out. They must have changed places on the run three or four times. Uh, So that's not often you see that. I mean, can you remember that, boys? Someone disqualified after the champagne ceremony? I guess a protest, eh? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe someone took some video. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To to disqualify them? Like, Unless she had a penalty she didn't take, possibly. It Mm. could have
1: been nutrition, though. I remember one time uh, I was at Ironman Quarter Lane last year when Lionel was walking on the run and I had Pedialyte. And I was like, do you want some Pedialyte? And he looked at me and he was like, Bro, that's outside assistance.
2: Yeah, yeah he's right. Like, like you and I was
1: like, it. "Well, you're about to die, and you're definitely not going to get a slot to Kona, and you're last place, bro." And he's like, "I don't care. It's outside assistance."
2: So yeah, and I, I was—I was like, right. wanted to give uh, back in uh, last year. I wanted to give Emodium to Cap in Talon because it was heading that direction, mm-hmm. and uh, just couldn't do it. So she just had to back off the pace, hope no one caught her, and uh, control that mm-hmm. issue. But yeah, so maybe that's that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll find out more and we'll post on our story as soon as we know why she was disqualified because that's juicy goss. Yep, yep.
3: Wow. Uh, let's go into uh, have you guys Montreal. been to Cork though? To Ironman uh, to Iron Man? I uh, have, yeah. Ireland. Have you? Oh, I love it. I mean Me and Talbot have both been to Cork. It's a great place. It's a great place yeah. to go that's for beers. amazing. Just beers go right outside great. Cork, go to the Jameson distillery, get you some good whiskey. It's
2: a beautiful place, yeah. I love Ireland. It's just got a great culture, great everything. I don't know. It's one of my favourite holiday destinations. actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so we got a couple of races this weekend before the Collins Cup, so let's just quickly rattle those. Uh it's a bit of an odd one, like why you'd go to Blanc, but I guess if you haven't got Kona slot, you've got to get stuff done. Yeah, fine. Um, they've gone. I, I,
1: I would i would say the mantra Blanc's a pretty big one for uh oh Ali brownlee because he's needing josh to get his kona slot not saying he needs him to but it would definitely be a positive if josh amberger was at the front of the race in kona helping him pace that swim and get away right, so that's that's like a double so
2: like if josh gets it there and alistair still needs his in sweden which is also this weekend yeah i guess yeah. so i guess all the, the bigger that group is the better right yeah, So you've yeah, got definitely. a few, like Cody Bills is supposedly racing, but he's already KQ. So, so yep. is Josh Amberg. But Josh Amberg is KQ as well, by the way. Uh, are you sure? According to Thorsten, and I yeah. trust Thorsten. Mm. All right. Well, then which then mind. makes me wonder why you would race, right? Why would you race yeah. eight weeks out?
1: Totally. I-, I thought that that's why he was. So but there's like
2: Matt, I guess the big one that hasn't, Matt Russell hasn't got it yet. Um, and Tobias Thompson, the Danish guy, he hasn't got his uh, yet from Denmark. He hasn't got it either. Yeah, so. Amberger
1: got his in Australia. That's what it was.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so that's that. Uh, in the female race, Lindsay Corbin's already got hers. Um, Melanie McQuade's racing. She probably wants one, and possibly Chloe Lane as well. But anyway, that's Montreux blont this weekend. And the other Colin,
1: Colin Chartier, I would definitely say is uh, not a race favorite, but a probably a race favorite for the uh, Kona slot. So he's, he's it's, one to look for.
2: Is he racing? Is he? Oh yeah. Way down there. Yeah, of course. Cause he, he didn't finish in South Africa, did he?
1: No, he didn't. He didn't. And he's, he's also now being coached by Mikal as well. And also in Tucson training with Lionel. Got it. I On, wonder only reason I know. even, only reason I know he's going there. And then he is a very good swimmer. So he's a he very needed, good runner. yeah, he needed that swim to go off in South Africa. But
2: Got yeah. That. Um, the one I'm looking forward to watching most this weekend, unsurprisingly, is Ironman Sweden. Um, it's the male-only pro-participant race. The females was this weekend in Cork. And you've actually got a really good field, right? Like Patrick Nielsen, Rasmus Fenningsen, Alistair Brownley. Patrick Nielsen's changed coaches as well. So he's tried to rectify all his DNA issues, I think. And he's actually now being coached by the same guy as is. So. Kat, Patrick Langer, Patrick Nielsen are all under Bjorn Giesman now. Oh, uh, nice. Rasmus, yeah, Brussels for absolute bike weapon. So let's watch that pop off. Alistair Brownlee, uh, Franz Loschenk, and Cam Worth, supposedly. Do we think he's actually racing? Is Cam racing?
1: He has his Kona slot. So.
2: Yeah. And for Svensson's on the list as well with his Kona slot, too. But basically, yeah. I yeah. want to see if Alistair Brownlee bangs out a good Ironman and bags a Kona slot.
1: And and Ali needs it. He needs a hard bike because you could say whatever to last seventy point three, but Ali needs to be put under pressure on the bike and have a good run. And I think this will demonstrate that that he can if uh, the bike is pushed. Which with that field, the bike's going to be pushed.
2: Yeah, he'll have a big gap on a few of those guys out the swim. Though he'll have a few minutes. And I, but Worfie mean, should be able
1: to catch him. Yeah, I said races,
2: Kat was like, "No, Cam won't catch him." I was like, mm, "Probably, but." I, I don't think, I, I don't see him getting challenged, personally, after what I saw at, Cor- at uh, Swansea. But was we'll it? Mm-hmm. Right, come on then. We've just been stalling for the big event, haven't we? The big one.
3: Collins Cup. We're back again. And um, right before we start, I just want to say,
1: it's mind-boggling that two of the best athletes in the world, both Olympic gold medalists, are not even on the team. Ali and Jan Ferdino. That shows you right there how strong Team Europe is. So, both those yeah. were mainly due to injury, but still yeah. Team Europe
2: going into this thing is insane. Uh, international's really good now. They've backed theirs up with the wild cards. So, throwing Duffy in and throwing Hayden Wild in, like I thought Team Europe's wild cards were a bit of a, a, a wet sausage or whatever. They were just a bit floppy, um, especially on the women's side. The However, team international with Duffy and Hayden Wild, I think that's two banking points. I just don't see mm-hmm. them getting beaten. I think that's two borderline guarantee points, um, unless maybe Gustaf races you know, Hayden or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think international, I think they're the second favourite. I think America are probably bringing up the rear this time, whereas last time we would have thought it was Europe, America, international. Whereas yeah. I think international are pretty strong this year. Are you more yeah. excited for it this year than you were last?
1: I definitely am. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I thought it was a whole lot of fun last year, especially being there as well. Um, Mark and I were just chatting before the uh, show started. The atmosphere there, I think, is really what makes the race. Uh, I mean, I know you can't tell all these spectators to go and hang out with the athletes all week, but usually these athletes, they don't really communicate at uh, race events. Yeah. Also, they're under a lot of pressure and stress going to it as well. But here it's a lot less of that and it's a lot more together. Also really look forward to a bunch, a bunch of shit talking because it's a whole lot easier to talk shit about another team and also talk shit to someone else when it's a race that it matters, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And so it's (laughs) everyone knows it's all fun and games.
2: Yeah. I couldn't agree more, mate. Like that canteen experience. So Mm -hmm. Talbot's right. Like pro athletes, they talk to a few of their friends before races And they'll say hello to each other at the race briefing, but that's it. They don't talk to Mm -hmm. each other all week, really. Like if you're training with your mate, you'll hang out with them, and that's it. Whereas here, like the cross-pollination of groups is just beautiful. It was really, really interesting. So I'm looking forward to it. There's there's a few interesting like dynamics, aren't there? And I know we didn't cover it, but let's cover it. Team Europe picks. How yep. do we feel about it? Let's just we'll do it quickly because it's been overdone in our absence. But I'll I'll tee off and say I feel bad for Emma Powell. I think she demonstrated absolute justification for her selection.
1: I, I, I feel bad for Emma Powell, and I do want to defend Nicola a little bit. She has had an incredible career, she is one of the best short course athletes of all time. The only and thing distance. that and the tradition. only thing, and this is this is what I chatted with uh one of the guys at pto about and i'd probably say this to Nicole too i this is a team event and i don't believe that Nicole has been a team player personally for me uh from what i've seen i feel like that she's only participated in big money races with the pto and that's the only ones that she cares about and i don't see her being a big team player given granted she does have three children she has a life all this stuff but uh Emma Pallant has been there from the start, been a team player, and has the results. Uh, at the end of the day, none of us are picking, and it has no, there is no selection criteria. It's whoever they want to pick. So I I think that it would have been a better team camaraderie together with Team Europe with Emma Pallant. That's why I would have selected her.
2: I agree, and um, like Nicola's lovely as a person; she was great at sub eight, you know, all that sort of stuff. However, I think her behavior on the bike at Canada should have been held against her in that selection. Like, you can't... I just I just didn't feel like integrity to me, and that's not necessarily what you want in a team. But, hey, let's move on from that. Uh, Lucy Charles is racing the next day, so we get to see her VM Emma Palant anyway, and we'll see how fit they both actually are. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's a of mm-hmm. other bits of the PTO, the race that, like... It, it, Excite me. I kind of wish they did the pick, the races earlier. I'd like to be able to talk about it now, and I'd like to get hyped for the individual races. But, Carla, what day are we saying for the picks? Uh, It's going to be
3: on Wednesday for the picks. And, Mark, I did give feedback.
1: Uh, A lot of people don't know this. A lot of people didn't know the picks until the selection show. But all of the athletes knew the picks ahead of the selection show. And I told the PTO, I think it would be a lot more fun if they kept it completely private and the I athletes don't. didn't know. You've got to, you've got to the understand stage. the
2: reality of your seat, your season. Like you've got to. Oh, what do you mean? The race... what do you mean? Oh, the, race. the races,
1: the races. Yes, that's oh. what I'm saying. That's what I'm yes. saying. They should not. They should not let the last time that the team captains kind of told the athletes in private, and it was kind of, and then they all kind of got out and went around. But how funny do you think that would be, Mark? Like that, you have no idea, and Cat has no idea until she's standing up there on stage. And then she's told she's like to see their face reactions and just all that. I well, think it'd be a lot more exciting and fun. Did
2: you see her post about Flora Duffy? So Kat reposted the uh, PTO's uh, story about Flora Duffy, and she said, "Who should race Flora Duffy?" And she basically had selection boxes for the other five athletes, and at the bottom it just says "shotgun not like absolutely not me." That like, just pick someone else would <laughs> be great, please. Which yeah. I thought was good. So if she stands on stage and they say Flora Duffy, I'm in. Mean, it's a bit of a shit sandwich to swallow, isn't it? Given her recent form. Mark, Sorry,
3: selections so are Thursday.
1: Mark, mark in the pub.
2: Yeah, I'll just go straight to the bar. I'll call it a day. Um, mm-hmm. No, she's beatable. Like, look at all these seventy-point these. Uh, it seems like the short course men come across and they're unbeatable. The short course mm-hmm. women come across and they can be beaten. Like we've seen that. Daniela's done that for a long, long time. So, yeah. Yeah. That could be interesting. I'm a bit concerned about part of the course, right? And hear me out, because it's it's a bit of a... It's not a whinge. It's just like sowing the seed for a consideration. So they've changed the bike course, yeah? And the bike course used to be all dual carriageway, both sides. So two carriageways minimum on both sides of the road. Whereas a large section of the course now is a one-way, so a single road out and back. So it's got one lane on one side, one on the other, no central reservation, and it's a long out and back. I worry how you're going to have enough camera crew on course to film 12 individual races on a single lane road, but they can't film from the side and they not end up filming from in front. So the minute the first swimmer gets out, they get a bike in front of them and that's the end of the race. And I'm sure the PTO are thinking about this and I know they listen to the show. So I'm just sort of sowing the seed at 50 K an hour, even a bike 40 meters ahead is worth 4% of your power, which is completely unovercomable on the bikes. So just remember that like, I hope they've got a plan in place on how they'll film along a two two lane road, twelve individual races. Just a thought from me.
1: I I was not aware that they changed the course. So yeah,
2: I can send it to you. It's um, it's basically rather than going up and down that big sixty three, which is the double lane road, it's a really nice road. It's a really good course. It's very similar. It's a single road out and back, but it's on a much smaller road. So and it's and it's one it's one lap. Yeah, and out and back.
1: Yeah i've I've been on this course before uh, I think the athletes will be a lot more spread out than what you think and then they will be come some coming and going bits when you're seeing them and they'll have to scoot over and come back. I don't think it's as crammed as no, but like
2: you' still got it's you're still having to film from the front or behind right because mm-hmm. you can't film from the side because there's athletes coming the other way and it they are relatively frequent so yeah. I don't know, it's just a thought, just a thought. Partly yeah, a thought yeah. because Kat won't be able to swim first in most of the matchups she might get. So obviously I'm gonna sew this very biased suit. but hey, we all wanna see a fair race.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Pat, Pat Pat's on this call, but for some reason, he's, he's been at he's a in, in a cafe, right? And he's Wait, had now, he,
2: he's had conversations with about twelve friends of his walk so, by. He's not like the godfather so I need, to, over I need
0: to you guys I'm sorry, I need to apologize. Um, I'm so I'm at, I'm at the Red Raven. Thank you for hosting me. And what happened was, is I had a, a a dear old friend that I have not seen for eleven years. He was here, and he randomly pulled up, and so I had to take a moment and reconnect. What so, was in uh, the envelope he handed you? I think in the. Um, <laughs> I think ultimately, what that reminded me was, I just want to put a little put a little seed out there for everybody else. Is just call an old friend today, and it was uh, it was great to see my my dear friend John. So uh yeah yeah hit somebody <laughs> up that hasn't that you haven't seen for a really
3: long time i just i'm confused on how he recognized you in that ugly hawaiian shirt you got on sure. <laughs> oh, like the, shirt.
0: the shirt's good no the shirt look look i've had everybody compliment me on the shirt today except you kyle so uh you're the yeah. odd, odd one out on that um i yeah that that's all i've got so i apologize no, we're just I we're
1: discussing. you're somebody. good we're discussing Collins Cup, and uh, we do know an athlete that you're pretty close with, and maybe you can give us some inside information. Will we see Taylor Nib on a speed concept? Because we do know that she signed with Trek, and we, we do know her. she's coming back. We saw her on one before, though. We no, saw her in Oceanside. I know, but will she be doing it in Collins Cup? Is she going to back up the fastest bike split like last year? And is she healthy?
0: Uh, my... My understanding is: Have they released? Have they released the teams yet? They've released the teams. She's, she's, been on, the team. the yeah. she's yeah. on the team. Yeah, she's on the team. Um, yeah. But they
2: have they have traveling reserves. Uh, so Jocelyn okay. McCauley, I believe, is the U.S. traveling reserve female. Oh, so I was not
0: aware of that. Understood. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure yet if they're going to be tapping into any of the uh, any any of the reserves. I would say that at this point, you know, it's been a little bit since Taylor's done a race, and I have I'm I don't stay. Super close to to what she has planned.
2: Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. You should go into uh, you should go into spin doctoring. That was excellent. <laughs> Literally didn't say anything. Perfect, mate. What on? This It's very nice. Oh,
0: ultimately, Taylor's one of my top three favorite female triathletes. That's what it boils down to. Yeah,
1: okay,
2: yeah. I could I could have a very quick guess at the other two. I think you manage two female <laughs> triathletes, don't you? So I reckon that's two taken care of. <laughs> yeah, and you're married yeah. to the other. I'm, no. You said, Is it's your wife Taylor. a triathlete?
3: Is your wife a triathlete it's, again? It's Kat? Taylor,
1: Kat, and
0: Lionel. <laughs> Those are the favorite three triathletes. I, I very specifically said
2: three female. So oh, yeah, all good. right, all I,
0: right. I said if you want to talk about my top four favorite triathletes, well, five if you include Aaron Royal. So you know that's that's my top five.
2: And six, seven, eight if you include me, Carl and Talbot. I mean, yeah, we've been so, like, yeah, on, man. Yeah, I mean,
1: we've all and, got uh, tattoo. while 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 we're on this whole topic about athletes, we we brushed over this in uh, about the Edmonton race. Uh, we got to note on here. I would say 10 to 15% of the athletes left Edmonton with COVID, including Sam Appleton, Lionel Sanders. Lionel Sanders hadn't had COVID yet. Uh, He was actually sick the night of the race. I asked him if it impacted his race. He said no, just a good ass whooping from uh, Christian and Gustav uh, affected his race. But um, lots of athletes left uh, there with COVID, so... I don't see Lionel having the best showing at the Collins Cup, given granted he was out for nearly 10 days. Uh, the longest break he said he's had from training since, the, since he's became a
2: professional athlete. And, yeah, one of the German athletes that I'm a big fan of as well has very recently had COVID too. So there's quite a few still. It still affects it, like, and it does take but, it out of you. But yeah. this is and what I said to Lionel.
1: Thank God you got it now before getting it a week the week of Kona given granite could still probably get it, but hopefully, yeah. uh, I'm not no scientist, but usually there's a pretty good gap between them.
2: So yeah, I'm not no scientist is. is a lovely way of saying it. <laughs> I'm not no scientist.
0: <laughs> I, I want to, yeah, and, and I just given the, given that I work with a, a, a cycling team and there's 32 athletes on that team, I've, I've been hearing, obviously, there's been a lot of COVID with our team and other teams. Uh, it's, it's clear that the protocol and processes that people were taking as, as short as six months ago have really changed. And so the return to competition, um, is continuing to evolve as well. So, you know, I think it's going to become a more common thing. It already is a a very, I mean, I think at this point now it's, everybody's had it at least once. And so I think when you hear these, you know, these people that get it a second or a third time, uh, the return to competition looks very different than it, than it has previously.
2: Yeah, good yeah. insight
0: knowledge. And
1: will we do a selection show? Will we? Will we uh, discuss the races? Can we do a quick, a quick selection? Do you remember show? what we did last time, Talbot? Yeah, it was Bob.
2: Yeah. I hope we get caught up for that again. So Bob, if you're listening, that was listening, fun. Which, yeah. which Bob won't be listening, but Bob, if you're listening, yeah, we'll come on again. That got good yeah, feedback. That, that. that yeah. was
1: a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. A huh? lot of fun.
2: All right, so let's position Bob. So, Should we? Right.
3: We got plenty of time here. Yeah, I was. I, I mean, a couple of things. You guys want to? You guys want to kind I'm of make some mock I'm up mock up matchups or something or what? No,
2: no, 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 no. Who's the fastest? Who's the fastest male? Fastest female? Because last year it was Jan Frodeno and um. Oh, it was, your, it was your girl, wasn't it? It was yeah, Taylor.
0: Nib, I'm going first. Go All on, right. Gustav Eden, Cat Matthews. There, I said it.
2: Whoa, that wasn't even picking just the people you managed because Lionel didn't get the nod. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with Hayden Wilde and Flora Duffy. So I'm going to go Team International's wildcard picks just off the bat.
1: And and for those of you that don't know, Hayden Wilde has raced, I don't remember the exact number, but quite a few 70.3s. He actually did it before he really dove deep into uh short course racing. and he wasn't so great at him, he was he?
2: no like he he wasn't particularly great at him i just think but the distance matured. won't be a surprise yeah I mean, he's 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 matured as an athlete he's a bit older now the distance is more likely to go to handle and you watch the way he races on a bike in those those uh, like an distance races the guy's an absolute mm-hmm. animal yeah that's just my that's just my guess go on and yeah. tell what you haven't
1: um, I, I'm, I'm going to back you up with that, but I'm going to uh, go with uh, Gustav. And see yeah. who I'm going to pick. Or actually, I'll pick KB just because Gustav is already selected. I'll pick KB and Flora. I'm going to go double Olympic champions.
3: Wow. All right. Huh? You ready? I'm about to knock your socks off. I'm going to go with the athlete who has the highest amount of PTO points this year, Magnus Ditlev.
2: For this year. That's a good point. That is this year, isn't it? Yeah.
3: And then for the women, uh, you know, I want to pick someone different than you guys. Uh, I'm going to go with Paula Finley. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, Paul, I think Paul is more likely to win it than Magnus. I don't think Magnus is snappy necessarily over this distance.
1: You got to remember this 100K distance is built for ITU athletes. It is literally. It will, yes. it is built and it will always favor ITU athletes but, no matter yeah, what.
0: Okay, but Talbot, but I want to talk about what the great equalizer of this course is here 1v1v1 is no, is that the bike is the power flat and fast so, and straight, and, and so it is a very, very different <laughs> effort than what the ITU athletes are used to. So you look at a course like Edmonton, highly dynamic course up, down, left, right. This race is pure power. This is much more like Daytona. And what we saw at Challenge Daytona in December of 2020 was that the ITU athletes really suffered. They were deeply under pressure here. So I, that's why I go with my picks of Gustav Eden and Cat Matthews, because this favors more of a long course style effort.
2: I yeah. think that's a really fair point. I think it's a really, really fair point. This yes.
1: course, though, this is the Collins Cup course, though. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But the distance, I agree, Talbot. but it, it yeah. does favor a short course athlete. favour a short course, course athlete. I wanted to ask the question, and I'm I'm just intrigued. I'm not bothered. I'm intrigued. I want to know if Flora Duffy, and Hayden Wilder a little bit, is getting paid 20 grand to turn up, as they would be by the policy that the PTO have. So it's done in your ranking, and if you're the 18th ranked athlete or whatever – that is selected, you get 20 grand, right? And that's what Duffy would be because she's not PTO ranked basically. Is Duffy really turning up to a race for 20 grand or if the PTO splurged a bit of cash on her to uh, help incentivize you know, a great attraction to the sport?
3: I wouldn't be surprised either way. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 20 grand because I think Flora really wants to race but I also wouldn't be surprised if PTO is like, here's an actual sum sum no,
0: you know, Mark, my 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 thoughts on this are, you know, I would I would imagine that Flora intends to do Dallas and then she probably is still thinking about what will be another race that she could score at. So, I think this is, you know, beginning her her way to move 100 up, grand up, m- to move closer yeah. and up okay. the rankings. So, I think like there's no There's no downside. There's not a lot of downside here to this, uh, to to try it and to go, Okay, like I'd I'd like to just put my name on the board and and see where I stand. And this is a this is an easy way to to just put some points on the board.
2: Yeah. I mean, because once you're down at the 20 grand mark, right, you're the bottom ranked athlete in dollars. Once you're flying with you, your other half, you're paying for your, your travel yourself, your time out. Like it's not an earner for someone like Flora. So, yeah, it must be. I mean, it's either that or they've they've sweetened the deal, which, you know, is for Duffy. Like, and it looks it like that
1: done. she was doing some activation in Bermuda this last week. Uh, was it her birthday? I couldn't.
2: Couldn't remember. She was doing che- activation. Chelsea, in Chelsea will know. Chelsea's got Flora's birthday tattooed on her shoulder, so Chelsea would know.
0: <laughs> she's like birthday so- social. You know, I know. Yeah, any anything that you need, routing number, like
2: I'm good to go. That's Chelsea's yeah. iPhone password. is Flora's uh, Flora's <laughs> birthday.
1: So if you ever wanted to break in,
2: <laughs> oh, it's mean of us to backslap like when she's not here. I know when it's, she's it's not here, yeah, and Chelsea yeah. is actually. Uh, I I don't
1: know how Flora feels about this. Um, but the last couple of days, Chelsea has been up in Bend doing some run workouts with Paula Finley, which we could see a one v one against Paula and Flora. So
0: Chelsea, who are your real friends? Why why are we, <laughs> we gotta be careful that we're it's not one v one, it's one v one v one. Yeah, we gotta yeah, be careful. Yeah. We gotta we gotta make that clear.
1: Okay, if we were selecting the overall window, we need to do a selection on who we think is the most dominant team, because that's really what matters in this race. We all know that where you place doesn't matter in this race.
2: Uh... I mean, actually, like, for the pros, they all wanted to know the overall fastest times afterwards. But I, yeah. I actually think for the athletes themselves, they almost care about that more. Certainly those that aren't in the winning team suddenly care about that more. But it's still uh, good I up, would
1: disagree. It? I would disagree with you, because I think only the top athletes care about that the other ones are kind of like oh we don't really care yeah
2: yeah yeah (laughs) so it's still europe i think but like as we saw last year it was nowhere near as close as big a win as we thought it would be we thought europe would landslide it last year and on paper it's definitely closer this year i think international could really make this a hard hard road personally
1: I'm, I am going to go with Team International. I hate to bet against Team USA because I am uh, born and bred, but uh, I'm going to go with Team International for the upset. I think it could be an exciting one, and I think it could be fun, and I think they could do it.
2: I just don't think there's the strength in, I'm sorry, but Braden newman Laundry. Wait, you Breuer. think they're
3: going to upset Team Europe?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go for it. I, 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 I mean, I'll be first to say it. I don't, I don't believe Nicola will do too hot on this course. She doesn't have six girls in front of her pacing her, and uh, and then she's not riding on a pack like she was in Edmonton. So yeah, but, it's a but, straight course.
2: But, but it, mate, she beats she beats for instance Tamara Druitt and Ellie Salthouse on a bad day. Like, you know, she's not the weakest. She might be the weakest in the European team, but she's not the weakest in the other teams. Yeah. What, what I find hard about it, and I, I can't decide what would be better, right? If the team captains picked who selected, who raced who, if it was done like a proper event, i.e. like there's a draw of a straw, is Europe go first. Mm-hmm. And then Europe, America, international. And the next one it's America, international, Europe. And it just rotates through like that, you know, like the, like the, what a lot of other draws. Are. Because then you would be like, well, do I waste? So that, if they've picked Flora, right? Mm-hmm. Do I waste my best athlete? and risk that or do i throw yeah. my weakest athlete against flora and save a guaranteed win for later on for instance but the problem with that is we would end up with a lot of boring matches there'd be one dominant force. It, yeah. yeah but at least it would be like tax planet. that is an element i enjoy but what yeah. they do is they add they add so many different elements like i really don't want to see really don't want to see ellie salt versus holly lawrence again Oh, you're 100% going to see They've already talked about it. I know. Me. I know they Dang. are. But what are you saying about that? You're saying that you value an athlete's fighting drama ahead of their athletic performance and personality. Like, those two basically had a fight in the swim. In almost mm-hmm. any other sport, they'd be DQ'd. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I do <laughs> um, well, I will say one... I mean, we're, we, we need to have a matchup show, but one matchup I am looking forward to is Sam Laidlow versus Sam Long because... Sam Laidlow has been cracking on Instagram. Have been, I mean, just have I you? I don't know if they'll see all this. Oh, I think they will. They've already been teeing it all up, anyways. And I, I,
2: but I'd probably put my money. Who do they use for America against Gustav Blue and that? They just have to put guaranteed losses, then, yeah.
3: Um, I, I think Chris Lieferman. I don't know. I feel like I love Chris. He's a good friend, but he loses by miles to them. I don't know. I feel like people counted him out before the race in St. George and he came up and showed up. I
2: agree. He always, always does. But like Sam Long's America's best athlete over this distance, maybe with Canute if he has a great day, right?
1: Kyle, if you are already a bad swimmer, this exposes you. Rudy von Berg is the only work.
3: athlete that I think could hang with them on the on the swim to be able oh, to even ben, stay ben with a nice shot. Ben Canoe. Yeah, I would. I would just sacrifice. I don't even know if I would say sacrifice, but Rudy but von can. Berg and Ben Canute. You I you. Say. I don't. I don't think. I don't know if KB could
1: hang with Rudy on the swim. Maybe. Maybe not though. I he mean, certainly
2: can't hang with Ben Canute, Can he?
1: No.
2: No. 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 Anyway. Right. right. Interesting. We don't know the matches. We're speculating. I'm keen. Yeah, we're just speculating,
1: but it's it. We're excited for it. It's going to be a fun week, a fun fun week. And I haven't even started packing in my flights in five hours to Europe
2: for nine days. Well, nine days. That's just nine different pairs of shorts, nine t-shirts, all identical, isn't it? i was <laughs> oh, already got the outfit on. I
1: already <laughs> have my outfit on and ready to fly.
2: Cream shorts, dark t-shirt, Lululemon, white trainers, AirPods in at all times. Jobs are good. That's
1: it white amazing. trainers right here white trainers yeah, amazing oh man uh should we should we hit the dallas race real quick before we hop off
2: yeah we're, we're we're running ahead of time we've we've kept the fans without i've got one i want to i want to add fans to the bottom so dallas kyle where did you get this gen gen information from the course maps they dropped which upset a lot of the pros the Ironman pros we think is actually only for the age groupers and the pros will have a different course is that correct kyle that is 100% accurate. Where are you I getting the, such good information from?
3: I sent an email to PTO and I said, hey, oh, please let me know what's going on. I would love to get a comment from you guys before we release a statement. And that's, they said that, the courses are different.
2: That's, that's so almost cool. professional journalism, mate. Almost, that's almost I mean.
3: like That's almost
1: like that the, uh, the organization actually wants to work with the media.
2: I mean, they do. That's one thing that PTO wow. is definitely very good at. And not only that,
3: not only that, we got an email that said, Hey, would you like to send in some media questions since you're not going to be there for the Collins Cup? And I said, More than happy to, and sent a list of questions.
2: That is good, isn't it?
3: Since all the other media organizations in triathlon would rather just stop and get a sound bite rather than ask a question to athletes that take time out of their day to sit up on stage and Take time Mm. out of
1: their day. I'm just thinking right now, Sam Laidlow with a mic in front of Sam Long. I don't know if it's going to be professional. I think it might get a little personal. I think Sam Long might be getting a little upset. I'm excited to see this one. You better tune in for that. That is going to be one hell of a press conference.
2: Well, I've actually heard a – have you heard his rap yet?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I can smack. only make out half of the words, but yeah, I, I
2: think there's another one. I think there's another Sam Laidlow uh, mic drop coming. It's on the Team Europe WhatsApp group at the moment. <laughs> I heard it in the background in the kitchen earlier. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, there's a lot of Snapchat on that group. A lot. Of oh, good, good, good,
1: good. Uh, Lionel said that he would love to take part just to watch those two race. Uh, to take part in that race, so. Don't think he will like them. Plus, know, it's
2: an easy win for Lionel. That
1: <laughs> I don't know. Sam is running. Sam runs very good at this distance. Yeah, he does. But I think
2: Lionel's just—he's just because just, uh, all I ever go off is form, right? People are always like, "Oh, a, mm-hmm. you were wrong." All I ever say, other than when I bet on Alistair Brownlee, just every single time he races, I just go off form and recent form. Lionel's better than Sam Long, right? Like mm-hmm. that, would be, be Lionel, that would be. That Oh, sorry, fun, fun sorry. I
1: meant Sam Ladlow. Sam nah, laidlow Lionel would be a pretty good match in my no opinion. way Sam, not uh, well we, we already can, got we'll that
3: matchup in Canada and Sam Laidlow won
2: he God, did yeah
1: it, he did win but that's why I'm saying it could be good because it's one on one versus he, he won't have he Alistair was good there there. as well right he
2: was good yeah. there, though.
1: yeah and I would say Alistair was uh, more sneaky than Sam Laidlow was every time I came up behind Sam Laidlow on the moto he was a big good gap so yeah that'll okay. be a fun one.
3: Back Kyle, where'd you
1: get this information? Can you can you share us any more about
3: the course? Mm, all I'm going to say is, if you want to follow me on Strava, I may or may not be riding the course next weekend.
2: I, I mean, actually already. I course. actually,
1: I actually know the course, and I drove it this last week.
2: Was well, this the one you were putting up? Looks like perfect tarmac, and it looks like that awful laid blocks.
1: Yeah, yeah, concrete. And it <laughs> is.
2: It is oh, like that the entire oh, course. God.
1: No, no, no. It's it's not that bad. It's 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 very smooth.
2: Okay, fair enough.
1: So, uh, and it's new, new, nice. Co- I was scared that it was going to be freeze cracks, just like what you said every ten every ten meters. But it's actually not. It actually is very, very good. It will be, uh, it will be an amazing course to spectate. So, if you are anywhere in the states and you want to watch the top level athletes without flying. I mean, this will actually be probably, a I don't want to say a better show than Kona, but you're going to see more names than you would probably see in Kona. But I'd say show up to this. Actually, Gus and blue won't be there. So that hurts, but still. Um,
2: so, so I was going to say, um, I was going to take a bit of a longer break from the show. I just, I was being a bit negative and just saying stuff for the sake of it and didn't want to be drawn into a bit of a rep for that. However, I sort of mentioned it on a response to a post and had an overwhelmingly amount of really nice, positive private messages saying, don't do it. You know, all this good stuff, you know, Carl and Talbot talk shit without you or, you know, all really, really positive stuff. Um, I even had people come up to me at Swansea and I had a young lady come up to me at Cambridge train station the other day, nothing to do with triathlon, just saying she loves the pod. So it was kind of surreal. Um, and I'm really glad. I'm grateful for those messages. And uh, that's why back and still doing it. So thank you for all those that reached out. That was super cool.
1: So is there a chance that we could potentially chat with maybe someone at PTO if you're listening and get you with a mic? Or is that too dangerous?
2: Oh, what, me commentating?
3: Yeah. yeah. It's amazing, comments.
2: right? How many people ask for that? Like, Hundreds of people ask for that. And they always suggest it's a really good idea. But the organisations themselves have got absolutely no interest in that. Um, I think it's because they... they, I I don't think triathlon's ready for proper commentary. Like, I don't think triathlon's ready for positive and negative commentary. Not about the race. I would never slam on a race that was employing you. But you have to point out when people are having a bad day or making mistakes, right? And Mm -hmm. triathlon commentary doesn't do that yet. And Mm -hmm. i worry that that's what would potentially stop that happening. But hey, if, I, if anyone ever wants me to commentate on a race, I'd do it. You know why not? All right, I think let's it'd be great
1: fun. let's see how strong our listeners are.
2: <laughs> on the next
1: on the next couple PTO posts, let's comment. You need to get Mark Matthews in the commentary booth. <laughs> so hey, oh, yeah. that would be that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, it would be a bit hard to, uh, and then two. None of us know. We've never been put... I mean, we record these shows and they get posted later on. We've never had a live mic in our face and commented on something that's going on live in the moment. So I imagine, feel like I imagine. could
2: easily get in trouble. Or just crack under pressure. Oh Swim, swim, uh, <laughs> swim, <here>. swim <laughs> We can practice. We can do a practice I, round. I, maybe, you know, if it's not the Collins Cup, I'll happily do a small race for any of the brands going, give it a whirl, why not? Who, who was
1: it? Lance Armstrong and George Chaincappy and their other guy on the We Move podcast. On the last day of the Tour de France, they commented the last hour themselves on Instagram Live, which I thought was pretty cool. Was pretty yeah. cool
2: I've always wanted to do that, but you, you have to pay for the streams. So they obviously invested some money. Or they did it on Instagram Live, didn't they? Like,
1: yeah. yeah you, otherwise, yeah.
2: I would love to do it. I've always wanted to do an alternative Ironman stream. So just rip off their stream, start broadcasting it on YouTube straight away and do your own commentary. It'd get me sued very quickly, though. So that's the only reason I haven't done that. And if you do it after the fact, is anyone ever going to sit down and watch an eight-hour video of something they already know the results of? I do not yeah, think Yeah,
3: so. yeah.
2: Nope. Well, let's, oh, let's tell
3: the people what's going on this week. So we have the Collins Cup. Uh, Thursday will be the opening ceremony um, where you'll find out who's matched up with who. That will be at 1800 CET. I don't know whatever time zone that is. Central um, European time. Sure. Sounds great. i do not ahead time- of me now.
2: So what time would that be, U.S. time? Six hours ahead of, are you a mountain time at the moment? What are you? I'm central. central. Uh, so, you, sorry, so sorry, you'd be, it'd be seven hours ahead of central time.
3: So at approximately 11 o'clock a.m., you'll be able to watch the opening ceremony during your lunch break. The press conference will be Friday at 13.30 central European time. And, and you will
1: we- want to watch that one.
3: You'll want to watch that one. Agreed. And that'll be pretty early, 6 30 a.m. Central Time. And then the professional race will kick off at 6 30 AM on Saturday. So be sure to tune in. It'll be twelve race 12 races. Yep. Yep. Back to back to back to back to back, all going at once. Um so you'll be able to tune in and watch that. If you're in Europe, it'll be on Eurosport and Discovery Plus and G C N if you're part of the rest of the world you'll just have to tune into the pto plus app there's a possibility they may stream it on outside tv again like they did for the canadian open um so be sure to tune in for that
2: or use your vpn and watch it on jcn
1: yeah and i will be doing the typical race week uh it won't be posted on lionel's channel it's we're going to move over officially to uh we originally posted on lionel's channel to help just push people that way but the pto hub has grown big enough so we will be doing that and a funny little thing they're doing not funny but a cool thing they're doing is each team has their designated uh videographer so they will be checking in like there's a designated uh videographer for team europe team international team usa and then i'll just be a floater all week long so they're gonna be pumping lots and lots of content and getting lots of athletes uh talking shit about the other athletes which will be fun
2: but I I mean I imagine that'll just be the boys and the girls will just be professional, nice, like give good insight into training insights, nutrition, you know, and they'll probably just like compliment each other and then bang out amazing performances closer in percentage wise athletically to almost any other sport in the world. Hey, it. I told
1: I told Jared Brown, I said, Hey, Emma basically lives in South Africa now. Why can't she just race for Team International and then have her uh-huh. and Nicole go head-to-head? And,
2: and Holly will be, I mean, Holly must be eligible for a U.S. passport by now.
3: That so is Holly, true. So Holly,
2: Holly Lawrence is basically American. Uh, yeah, and Emma Pallant could be uh, South African if she wanted for sure. Yeah.
3: Oh, I do have something to add on the Holly thing. This weekend for Boulder, she was there for about, I think she was there for two weeks, and it was her first time ever in Boulder, Colorado. And she mentioned to another athlete that she could see herself living there. I don't know. First side of no snow, way. Mate. There's no way
2: she gives up the beach lifestyle. Yeah, and her, first her, sight of her, snow. Her partner's a yeah, a big-time surfer, so yeah, that's a big ask, that. Anyway, awesome. come on. I'm off. I'm off. It's yeah. Hey, eight, thanks. Clock. I love you both. <laughs> thanks, Hey, guys. thanks
1: for joining the show. Uh, we will – Mark and I will hop on a uh, – maybe if Mike will give us access to a mic this uh, – Bob will give us access to a mic this next week, then we'll do a little uh, pre uh race show. And other than that, we will tune in next week uh, after the Collins Cup and give you guys an update and, and also who got their Kona slots at the upcoming Ironman events. See you next week.